Morning, Darren. Uh, first of all, can I get your thoughts? I mean, there's been a few changes of managers around the bottom end of the championship in recent weeks, but can I get your thoughts on Stoke and uh, Alex Neil um, parting ways? Yeah, obviously it's never it's never not nice to see um, a managerial sort of counterpart um, lose their position. Um, but it, we understand it's the industry that we work in. We understand it's the industry that we serve. Um, and we understand in terms of the results in um, business where it's it's from, uh, what the perspectives are at that at Stoke for Alex this season. I don't know, but um, no, it's always sad to see somebody uh, leave their role and position. For you, a fourth game without a defeat at the weekend, but three uh, of those have been draws. Um, what's your assessment on things at the moment? Yeah, the assessment for, for me and the, and the group of players is that um, when we first came in, um, we felt in terms of getting to understand and know the squad, know individuals within the squad, um, there was a process going on there. Um, we had to deal with our fair share of injuries like anybody else, um, which dis disjointed the team. Um, and yeah, we felt in a position that we were forced to do things that we might not have done, but we had to do. But it's the adaptability that we that this game can serve, which we did and which we have done. And by doing that, um, has seen us um, maintain and stay in games longer, um, cause more of a threat to the opposition longer. And that's why those performances uh, have turned into um, draws. We've got a picked up a win in there, but there's draws. But what has happened with the team is... Um, we've shown a lot more solidity to where we was um, probably five or six weeks ago. Um, so so the, the aim for us is to continue along that process, but um, we want to turn those draws uh, into wins, really. So um, the team's moving in the right direction and we need to continue to do so. And it must be encouraging for you as well. The championship's always tight, but when you look at the bottom half of the table, it, it is particularly tight at the moment. And if you can change those draws into win, wins, you'll be shooting up the table pretty quickly. And that's how that's where we are really at the moment in terms of, you know, a couple of back-to-back -back wins, and you know, you can see you're right up into the mid mid table really, uh, because that's been the championship for season after season. And it's going to be no different to this season in terms of everybody will take points off, off, off one another throughout the season. It's proven that way again. It's a tight division uh, from top to bottom. Really, it's a tight division. Um, and it shows the competitive nature of the division. Uh, here at Huddersfield Town, we're just focusing on us. And, you know, we spoke earlier about the... Um, the, the, the four-game run we've been on, we know we have to, got a lot of work ahead of us and we continue to to build on those performances. And if we can continue to build on those performances, we'll see the right results and, and uh, continue to climb the league. It's been a while since you won at home. You know, how concerning is that for you? And, you know, changing that needs, needs to come quickly. Any, any team, home team, wants their home form to be um, absolutely spot on um, so and every t opportunity we play a game it's an opportunity to try and win a game um, and the opportunity will try and come again tomorrow which we'll, we'll prepare for over these next 24 hours again um, and try and look to build on uh, the performances that we set on Saturday uh, with another tough game tomorrow tomorrow night um, against another um, team that 
um, has started the season really, really strongly and really well. Um, probably been getting one or two indifferent um, results. Uh, but in terms of where both teams are at, um, it bodes well again for another um, good game tomorrow night. Yeah, what's your thoughts on the opposition tomorrow night, Preston? You alluded to it there that they did have a, an excellent start to the season, but over the last few weeks they have hit a rocky patch. Yeah, and, and I think they'll probably feel that in terms of over the last few weeks, results-wise, they've probably not been at what they probably feel they should have been at um, because the, probably the results would have suggested that. And probably the expectations from them having started the season so well um, is probably to a, a, on a different scale to where we're, we're at. But still, we you got to look at, we don't look at the, the, the past form guide. We just look at both teams are coming head to head tomorrow night. So we know we have to be, be um, prepared as we always done and will do. And um, we got to make sure that tomorrow that... Um, that we need to perform. It's as simple as that, really, in terms of that, and continue to look at us selfishly as Huddersfield Town Football Club going forward. So it's another tough game, but it's another game that we're looking forward to. Finally, a, a Sky question on transfers. Um, obviously, it's December. We're in the festive uh, period. It's one of the busiest periods of the year, but also the January transfer window is on the horizon. How do you balance that as a manager in keeping your focus on the fixtures and the busy uh, the busy period and also having that eye on the transfer market as well and, and what, you, you, what you're looking to do in January? Yeah, I, th- I think um, it's something that um, I think naturally you do when, you, when you've been in this position in terms of making sure that you're looking at the here and now, which is the game. Um, and then after that, the the opportunities throughout the day, throughout the week, presents itself. In all honesty, the phone doesn't stop whether the game's coming or not. The phone's on now. It's it's twenty four seven now, and it will be continued throughout in January. And um, and it's something that you just got to deal with. So it's what calls you're able to take now before training, and what calls you take afterwards and throughout the day. But we feel here we've got a, a, a strategy uh, in terms of dealing with those. Um, as I said, you know we've got a fantastic sporting director here, fantastic head of recruitment here um, in terms of dealing with those footballing matters. So there's a structure in place and when those calls are coming um, and those conversations need ha- having, they are being had. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go on to Zoom next. Jack from BBC Radio Leeds. Morning, Jack. Hi Darren, good to speak with you. Hi Jack. Um, I'll just touch on injuries um, first of all. I know you've got a fair few long term out. Um, are you expecting anyone back tomorrow? I know you mentioned Ben Jackson's might not have been as, as serious as. Um, yeah, I think I think with um, Jacko, it's just maintaining um, and seeing where uh, he's at going forward. Um, but we don't anticipate him uh, tomorrow, even though he's not far away really. But we don't we don't anticipate him tomorrow. Um, Obviously, we've got Sorba Thomas back, which is great um, to add to the group. And um, before this training session today, because you've caught me before, um, we've just got to assess the group. So we'll see where uh, the group is later on today. You mentioned Sorba there. How much of a boost is it to have him back and, and in that attacking line? He's shown many a time in this league that he's, he's one of the top players on his day. Yeah, no, to, to have Sorba back, um, we he's shown probably a level of consistency to his um, game since we've arrived at the football club and 
um, led by example really in terms of that. So to have somebody of his calibre back, um, having served a one game suspension, um, it's a welcome boost for us because what we want is uh, fit and able bodies available um, to deal with the schedule that we've got ahead of us coming up and um, Sorba coming back off his suspension um, helps us to do that. And you've spoken before about the injuries you've got um, all over the field, but particularly sort of in attack. Is it one of your biggest frustrations that you're, you're not able to sort of get a consistent um, attacking group and that you are at times chopping and changing due to injuries and the suspensions? Yeah, and, and I suppose that's been part of the challenge for, for us really in terms of that. Obviously, when we arrived, we didn't want the injury um, concerns that we did have um, at the time. I think we had the 11 on the, on the treatment table at, at any one stage. So that was always a difficult difficulty. And what we did on Saturday was, you know, you, we had Dell and Wardy play together for the first time since September the 2nd, I think it was. I mean, it's incredible when you think of that, really. So, And them two came together for the first time then. So... It gets that you, you understand the magnitude in terms of what we've been dealing with and what we've had to deal with, and full credit to the players um, in terms of how they've gone about it. They really have done uh, magnificently, and that's one thing what I've always alluded to with this group of players is their their honesty, and their temperament, and their desire has been second to none, and it encourages myself and the and the coaching staff to work with them on a daily daily basis and. Now we're getting one or two back off the treatment table and getting back in the squad. Um, it just allows us to to go at probably a different dimension, different dynamics with the team because it, uh, individuals coming back allows us to do that. Um, so that's always a welcome boost. On Danny Ward, you mentioned there, um, he's obviously back in the squad now, started the last couple of games. What's it like working with him um, against someone who's so experienced in this league, has, has been around uh, many a year in, in the Championship? A good experience pro, um, good career that he's had to date, can only help you in the situation that you're in to have him back of his magnitude, ilk, experience, know-how. Um, so to have him back, um, we welcome him back. Um, and the more minutes he plays, um, the more he'll get fitter, stronger um, and be even more dynamic with his movement. So um, to have him back in, it's a, it's a welcome boost to the team. And top two, you mentioned him and, and Delano. Certainly from the outside, Darren, they seem like almost opposite personalities in the way they are. Um, how do you go about managing that? And, and does that almost complement each other when you've got someone like Danny who is that experienced head and someone like Delano who... Um, you know, he doesn't seem to stop talking when he's uh, when he's on. Yeah, no, and they, and they've both got different uh, attributes, as you can see, really. And um, those attributes um, can be a pain for for the uh, opponents, defenders, really, in terms of how they both um, go about the game. Um, and they both carry a threat in a different way, but at the same time can complement each other as well, really, which is which is a wonderful uh, dynamic to have. It's just understanding their strengths and weaknesses. And um, us as a team, and even though they're in a team, is is getting the ball in those right areas because we feel if we can get the balls in those right areas, we feel we got um, two there that can score goals and have proven to score goals. So um, to have them two back, uh, as I said, um, with the other one or two other different attacking options we got, it's what we want um, and it's what we need, um, and it's what we will probably hopefully get during this um, this Christmas period? I guess naturally in the situation you're in um, with the injuries, 
Does it soften the blow somewhat that you're able to give a lot of the younger players a chance, be that on the pitch or even just on the bench? You have Michael Stone um, in the match day squad for the first time at the weekend, especially as a manager like yourself who has got a lot of experience working in the 23s and the academies. And that's what we do. We've, we've got them quite close to us here, so it gives you an opportunity. And uh, the BT manager, John Worthington, we have daily meetings on the development of the younger um, of the younger um, kids coming through. Um, and they've been almost fast-tracked into what the first-team environment, and they've been on the bench and that, but they've been training in and around the first-team and continue to do so. And I think it's important for them to add volume to them, speed of thought, the passes, the options, the decisions they're making, that, you know, there's passes and decisions on that they play in the academy, that are first-team levels where the, the players are more stronger, quicker, that those passing uh, options and opportunities to score goals or defending are not there really. So what happens is the learning mental um, cycle of it goes up a level, which encourages the performance and the potential they have to go to that next level. So to have them in and around us and getting that first team experience, whether they're starting or come off on the pitch or just involved in the team from the subs bench and Stoney to one name, one but a few, um, is excellent for us. How much personal pride do you get when you, you're able to give players those opportunities? Because they, they'll obviously never forget that, that first chance, that first time on the bench, that first time walking up on the side. Yeah, and you you want to you wanna give young players the opportunity. Um, and as a manager, certainly over my, my managerial career today, I've not been afraid to throw young players in because if I feel that they're right and they can um, go with it and contribute to the team, um, I feel it's right. That's how we treat them in training. We treat them as 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 one of the first team teamers. I'll talk no different to a Danny Ward than I will to a Stoney. Um, so, and I think that's right. Or or Josh Osterfield or Brahima, whatever it may be, it's the same really right the way through because I think it's important for their development and they understand the importance um, of of those um, when they come when they step up in the first team. A slightly different point. Um, you mentioned briefly after Saturday, Chris Maxwell's performance. Um, again, you know one of the standouts for your side. How tough a call is it to make when you've got him performing so well? But you know, on paper, you've got your number one, Lee Nichols, who, who's also back available. I think it's a it's an added bonus for me, as as and any manager will say, when you've got a, a squad and group of players, you want all of them performing um, to the best of their ability. We had a situation where, unfortunately, Lee, Lee picked up a, a, an injury after the whole game and, and just wasn't able to, um, to continue playing for the first team. So he needed some time off to, to get that injury right. The injury is now right. But in that time, uh, Maxi's performed wonderful. So to have Maxi in, in the position that he was in, um, I think it would have been a bit uh, unjust, really, to, to, to bring it. And Lee's been really, really so supportive and excellent. And we feel we've got two goalkeepers here that um, that are challenging each other, pushing each other. Um, and no matter which one's in goal, the other one's showing that level of support, which is excellent, really, in terms of that. So, whereas it was Maxi showing um, Lee Nichols that support at the start of the season, now... Um, unforeseen injury happened to Lee and Maxi stepped in but um, again you saw, you saw his worth 
uh, at the weekend really produced some wonderful saves and some real sharp reflex saves that that was the ones you know shots were hit at him from a from a real tight close angle with with force and and ferocity but um he was really ready to perform for the team and he did that really so um so credit to him but also credit to Lee as well because since he's come back he's been um, superb as well they're obviously both experienced pros, but is it an interesting sort of relationship to, to have to manage in a way? Because it's it's unique, isn't it, the goalkeeping position, unlike any other where you, know, you can't play them both. Yeah, they're exceptional men, first and foremost. They're exceptional men. I, I, I think the real quality of level of both of them as men uh, is testament to the both of them. So that's first and foremost. And then as goalkeepers, they'll probably say that they've got probably different strengths and weaknesses to each other. But one thing what I see with them in terms of the relationship, um, they're both excellent and they're really, really top guys with each other and very, very respectful of each other because they understand what each other's going through. And I think that's the beautiful thing for it, that the both of them, because they know if, um, Maxi's been playing, Lee knows what he's going through. When Lee was playing, Maxi knows what he's going through because, as he said, they're both real experienced. You've not got one what's so much older or so much younger. They're both respectful and, uh, for one another. So as long as that continues, it's good for Huddersfield Town uh, Football Club um, and long may it continue the relationship with both of them. And just finally from me, um, just on press, I know we've mentioned earlier sort of the, the rockyish run that they're on at the minute. Does that almost make them, to make them more vulnerable or, or more um, unpredictable in, in the way that they're, they're going to come out? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can ever go football... You know, we all try and work this industry out, and even when we're trying to work it out, um, it still goes. It takes a turn, and so so I think that's the wrongful thing to say. Yes, they're probably looking at their results and probably feel that their results ain't probably been where they'd want it. We've been looking at our results and probably feel that our results ain't been where we've wanted. But we continue to work to see that. So we got both teams really looking for. Uh, going head to head, always looking for a result tomorrow night. So um, for me, the form guide goes out the window, really. It's just the, the here and now that we prepare for. Thanks, Darren. Best luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thanks, Cheers. Jack. We'll come back into the room for a second with Stephen from We Are Terriers. Hi, Darren. Um, you still touched on it already, but with Silva back, you've probably got better attacking options now than you've had since you've arrived here. That must be uh, very encouraging for you. Yeah, I'd say so, um, Stephen. As I said, you know, I alluded to before. Forward, you know, the injuries kind of kept those certain individuals out. So to have them back collectively as a group, it's always a welcome boost. Uh, Sorba served his suspension, so he's available now, which um, from an attacking option is a nice one to have. The bench obviously has looked quite light, understandably, over the past few weeks. Um, there's a bit of a, a lack of game changes perhaps at the weekend, but just having those players back now mean that you can bring some more players onto that bench and, and look at that last 30 minutes of games a bit more positively? Yeah, exactly, Steve. And, and, and I don't want to um, sort of bottle the, the substitutions that have been on the bench no. because um, I can understand the thought uh, process with looking at the bench and probably not seeing the household names that you'd want to see coming off the bench. But it's, it's where we've been at. And, and credit to those younger players that have had to stand in and hold the fort, really, in terms of uh, where we've been um, not having the options available to, to do that. So 
when these players are starting to come back off the table, uh, your Ben Wiles, your, your Sober Thomases to add to the group, uh, your Danny Wards, um, it helps because it just means that it's challenging the 11 players that's already starting, but also it's a, it's a knock-on effect that if they are coming back in then from the, um, from the subs bench that if, should we need to make changes, then we can. You did up the possession as well on Saturday. Uh, you were able to have more of the ball, but you could see there's still work to be done there. It could be really important, couldn't it, to have that central midfielder who can you know, help you retain the ball a bit more and get the players into those habits. Yeah, and, and you're spot on, Steve, that um, our possessional um, stats were up at the weekend compared to where they've been at before. Um, so that was added because in terms of us sort of turning it and, and winning games, that part of the game as well, we're looking to improve and want to improve. Um, and again, it was significant again with some of the work we did last week um, to help that um, those bits and pieces but also as well it's helped as well with one or two sort of returning from the from the off the treatment table because you've been able to have sort of round pegs and round holes so it helps um, that the balance of the team there's more of a fluidity and a balance to the team so we continue to work on that and we need to work on that so we're not we by any way shape or means the finished article what we are doing is continuing to work on it we, we've addressed in terms of where we are as a team and the club and we continue to work going forward um, and that what whets our appetite every week that to know that you can't stand still you need to continue work and that's where we've been at and that's what we'll continue to do is it just a sort of gradual process of getting players into different habits perhaps yeah and 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 also there's been players playing probably not their mm. first primary position really and doing a job for the team so you've probably not got them at their probably their most strongest, where they'd probably feel a, a position that they feel that's that's them and they want to play in that position. But they've been understanding that for the dynamics of the team, they're having to play in a certain different position. So to get those bodies back and, and playing in their rightful position um, helps. And that helps with the possessional stats and that's helped at the weekend, I thought. Um, there was some wonderful passenger play that we had at the weekend and, and could have been more threatening in areas. Uh, but again, if we're getting into those areas more regularly, then players will make more better decisions uh, when they get into those positions. So again, it's something to continue to work on. It's something to look back on and build on that and keep getting stronger in those areas. So for me, best luck. Thank you. Final come to Zoom again. Stuart Rayner from the Oxford Post. Good morning. Morning, Darren. How are you? You okay, Stu? Yes, good, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, I just wondered if you could expand a bit more on what you said earlier about um, the, the situation with injuries and what have you has forced you to do things you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally wanted to do. Yeah, so um, we've had to play players, Stu, in positions that they probably wouldn't. So, you know, everybody said to me when Reg, you know, played in midfield, he had to play that role in midfield. Um, we had to play um, uh, probably a lone striker up top of the, of the pitch. We probably had to play people in wide positions that you wouldn't associate. And people probably in wing-back positions that you, you probably wouldn't associate that you'd, you'd be playing there. So we've had to um, sort of chop and change it around. Um, 
and make a so-called change in in goal goalkeeping where every probably everybody associated uh, Lee being number one and 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 Max is had to step in. But what's happening with the group and the dynamics is that the, the the group have continued to fight tooth and nail for the football club and and shown a real desire. Um, and and hopefully that's been um, reciprocated and received certainly by the fans. Us us in a our fan group, you know, when we had probably 13, 14 players for the Watford game in terms of when we got a draw and I, and I heard the whole stadium get right behind the team because they understood the dynamics where we was at. So there's been times this season where it's been hard and, and listen, everybody's suffered the injuries. I'm only talking about Ostu as a, as a sole entity because that's where my care lies. Um, but hopefully, certainly coming into this Christmas period with the busy run of games and fixtures, we just want bodies back um, so the team can make those um, different changes if need be, um, get that added cover if need be, uh, but most importantly, get a more of a balance and a more fluidity to the team. Um, and that's been the, 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 the most important thing, really. And you know with me, Stu, I like the training ground and having the players available because that's where the relationships are built. That's where the understanding comes for the games. Um, and that's where the competitive nature we want them on the on the training ground and, and and out the treatment room and the guys in the medical room have done a fantastic job and continue to do it because they've been stretched my goodness have they been stretched um, but they're working tirelessly to get us the, the bodies back um, so to add to the team in terms of where they are so when I talk about that I'm going in depth really in terms of not having those players available have probably forced our hand a little bit in terms of what we've had to do with the team because we've not been able to maintain um, certain aspects and, and formations with the team because of those lack of bodies really and, and going with what's been available. And, and has it maybe had an impact on the on the mindset as well and that you've, you've maybe not been able to be quite as positive as you'd like to be in certain games without so many game changes on the bench with you know your attacking options restricted has it been a bit of a bit of a case in some games of just just grinding things out and 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 not maybe playing quite the level of football that you that you want to get to in future i think that's fair to say um stuart really in, in terms of yeah you know i'm very honest with the with the dynamics and you're very spot on in terms of what's gone on thus far um because when you look at where the team was at and, and what we had available at the time, it, it's probably self-explanatory really in terms of what it is. So in terms of us working there, that's been what we've done. And that's why I give the, 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 the players full credit and and um, and praise. And, you know, there's a couple of games where we had to make changes 24 hours. You know, we, we've worked all week and prepared and we've had injuries or illness 24 hours prior to a game. And I, th I suppose these are the unforeseen um, hurdles that you've had to deal with and, and hopefully we won't have too many unforeseen hurdles today because still as I, as I talk now and address all our fans and, and everybody we've still got a training session to go today so hopefully um, everything will be fine today and we'll have a clean bill of health for the game tomorrow again And do you think because of the, the, the contrast Jack was highlighting between Dell and, and, and now you've got Danny Ward back there's just the scope to be a bit a bit more unpredictable because you simply because you've got more options in terms of how you attack opposition. That's correct. Sure, yeah, it's as simple as that, really. There's no there's no real um there's no 
part for me to dress it up or dress it down um, having those two um, attackers back at the time when we lost Kyle Hudlin and at the time we've lost Kian uh, was vital really um, so they're both well added uh, acquisitions back into the team especially losing those two because um, at one stage we only we had Wardy and Dell out we had Kian as a one sole a striker and then we had Kyle as a one sole striker so um, and then we've had to deputise and use Sorber up top and we've had to use Josh Caroma up top and so there's been different dynamics to the team um, and credit to the to, to the team, the way they've gone about it. Um, and, and, and that's all I can say to them. But we continue to work together as a group. We work together on our mindset, the culture at the football club and making sure that when we get to the, the, the competitive edge, of the, which is the games, that they're, um, they're giving everything for the football club. And, and, and we've definitely seen that. And, and just just one more on Michael Stone. What what is it that he that has earned him this opportunity? What is it that he brings to the squad? He's got an incredible desire and temperament and a self confidence, um, and can't do enough. And what I like with him is he's he puts others first before himself. And what I like with him is he's he's prepared to do the hard yards in terms of. You know his his background and where he's got to, and so what he's got a wonderful story in terms of now he's here in the round and he's and he's been part of the first team, but he continues to be part of the first team and been training, but he's got a real great energy about him. Um, he's got a pass in him. Um, he's he's happy to break play up and, and offload the ball, um, and then once he's done one um, action and movement. He follows it up with a secondary one, so he'll go and you know break play up, distribute the ball, but go and join in for the next phase. In terms of if he's if he's setting the tack off, he wants to get on the end of it as well, really. So that for any youngster to show that desire and temperament, um, and the biggest thing for him, Stony, is stepping into the first team and the seniors respect him uh, for the person he is. And then the player, really. And when you see him just gel into the group as instantly as that and they take him on the shoulders one their own, it's a wonderful um, attribute to have as any individual, really. And, and he's definitely got that. And we've welcomed him in with open arms. So I had no hesitation in including him in the team on, uh, on, uh, on Saturday, especially with Sorba's um, suspension. Thanks very much for your time. Good luck on Tuesday.